Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way We are because that is the name of the show. Welcome. I am Sam DeLeve, and this is our Children of Airtay after show where we stay toasty, warm, and comfy in our studios while our heroes, well, they'll figure it out as long as those survival checks cooperate. And with me tonight, <laughs> hoping alongside, are Alicia Marie and Hope Lavelle. Thank you so much for joining me, and please say hello to the people. Oh, goodness. <laughs> <laughs> too shy. <laughs> um, I know, we're, like, we're, both, we're both like the shyest two, like, no, I don't want to <laughs> Okay, um, I'm Elise Marie, everybody, you can find me on socials at Elise Marie Body, and on this amazing show, I get to play Feruza Armstrong, attorney at law, who is ter- currently undergoing an amazing transformation and learning a lot about herself, as well as um, this, this weird terrain and trip they're on. So uh, we'll see. I just want to apologize also because my voice is just going in and out because I was, I'm on the convention crawl this summer. So that's why I'm, forgive me for sounding like trying to sound sexy. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) You are. It may or may not be a coincidental thing, dear viewers, but we apologize for nothing. Your perfection itself. Likewise, your associate, Hope. Hello, I am Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. Uh, you can watch me be a dungeon master on Misfits of Alceta on Wednesdays. And um, yeah, I am so blessed to be able to play my 80-year-old granny for hire, Miss Robin Beckett, on this wonderful show. And very excited to talk about everything tonight. This is a lot has happened, and I'm really stressed <laughs> in the best way. I don't know why. Right. Deb, let me tell you something. She's coming for us. Yeah, right. Coming for us lately. What is that? (laughs) Punches. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Game masters never give you anything you can't handle. Most definitely, probably. Anyway, our backup characters are great. But before we get too warmed up into the things that are stressing our poor players out, I must reserve the hot seat for tonight's sponsors. Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms, we're giving away two codes, and you can type exclamation point code in chat for a free Electrum chest in-game. Die Hard Dice, purveyors of clicky clacky math rocks. Use code AIRTE at checkout for a 10% discount, and we will be doing a giveaway in chat during a stream. And Sirenscape, because epic games require epic music. And with those warm-ups out of our way... On with the show, albeit with a reminder, you too can ask our guests questions like, 
Should I Drink the Strange Mystery Liquid? <laughs> By asking your question with question in all caps in chat. But of course, it is our month of pride. So I am proud to take the first question of the day. Should I Drink the Strange Mystery Liquids? No, but seriously, Deborah gave y'all like a very LSAT style puzzle with a mystery as to how to deliver said answer. And while naturally, I imagine that puzzles right up Feruza's alley. How do y'all approach puzzles like that, especially when you don't know exactly what you're supposed to do with the strange mystery liquid and whether or not it should go in the mouth or definitely, definitely, definitely not go in the mouth? How do you approach the puzzles? <laughs> um haphazardly just <laughs> just i don't know with 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 deborah's puzzles it's never as like obvious as it may seem like this seems like there could be a really obvious answer but then no there's layers and layers and layers upon it don't you agree alicia <laughs> yeah like um the first thing i thought was i was like wow like deb is really confident about her characters but it, i mean i do think in general like she she knows us as players so she she knows like you said she kind of knows like where she can push the line and she'll take it over the line so that's why you'll notice all of us and this is why i thought it was so funny like after the stream i was like it's funny because all of us were so stumped like you saw it in our faces like uh, maybe we should put all of them in one. But we are also at the same time, there was real fear there because we also know that our, our characters can get permanently injured. In, in this particular campaign, they can get permanently injured and you have to work with it. And that was something we knew from like the beginning. So we, we make our decisions like that seriously. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and it's also the fact that, you know, while we're trying to figure it out, we have to remember that our characters have other ways of figuring it out and, and you know, how they would handle a puzzle. So it's almost like it's a, it's a layer, like you're trying to figure out the puzzle, then you're trying to figure out how your character's going to figure out the puzzle, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's like multi-layered. And one thing I'm really happy about is that we do have a, a team of thinkers and everybody on our team sort of thinks different ways. Um, you know, Dream, um, Jen thinks different way, Hope, Adam, uh, me. So everybody just sort of has their own sort of way of thinking. And then like Hope said, how the characters would be thinking in the game. So we're just hoping we actually figure it out. And we're like, we're like, somebody let's give this, this. It's when we, we see that first crack that something went right. Oh. Oh, yes! It's <laughs> But you know what? We never get to enjoy it. Because, I mean, literally, we're like, yes, we figured it out. We got the shard. And then literally the world comes crashing down on us. Like, we don't even have time to breathe. And I love it. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. You can tell we're really getting into it. Um, and Deb is really getting into it. She likes um, she likes surprising us. So she's like, you guys like surprises? I got some surprises for you right here on top of your heads. Figure it out before you die. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I find Avalanche is quite surprising, in all fairness. Do you two feel like you are lined up with how Feruza and Robin respectively solve puzzles? Or is that one of the places where you find yourself very disjointed from where your characters end up. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think Robin 
has had so much life experience and probably has solved a million puzzles. Uh, she loves scavenger hunts. You know, th there was this one puzzle that we did on the train where it was scavenger hunting. Like, uh, you know, you find one clue that leads you to another. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she really enjoyed that one. Um, but uh, these types of puzzles, you know, she's like a jigsaw puzzle kind of lady, you know. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> so these types of puzzles like tend to stump her, even if she's, you know, using all of her expertise and, and life lessons and stuff that she can pull into it. Um, that will also being said, like hope was really stumped on this one. So it's uh <laughs> so that kind of played into how Robin was handling it. <laughs> oh god, I know. I was like, are anyone answers? So um so we know that Fruz is an attorney. I am actually not an attorney. Uh so I mean Fruza loves she <laughs> I'm actually not an attorney at law. Um, she, for the loves, she loves puzzles. She likes figuring, figuring things out, but the puzzles that she is used to figuring out are like in the, the human world. So they make to her things that are supposed to make sense. So now it's like, you get someone who is, you know, mastered the ability to crack like the human condition in the world legally and put them in a world where none of the things that they figured out and went to school to figure out, none of that works here. So it, it's, it, it's okay for me, Alicia, to be kind of stumped because Fruz is like, I can't apply what I would be able to apply to something like this. So you have to sort of think backwards. And when we think backwards is when we tend to get it, when we tend to get it right. I don't even know if that makes sense what I just said, but it makes sense to me. And I think that counts for something. <laughs> Good. It sounds like an excellent example of backwards thinking, which by that logic <laughs> yeah. is the prerequisite to solving the puzzle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one was such a lovely Deborah puzzle because it was simultaneously straightforward. Okay, mm -hmm. mystery liquids go by the rhyme. Yeah. And then into a proper, I was about to say brick, but I suppose ice wall. Yeah. Just to deliver the, okay, order, but in what? I think what really got to me was I, I forgot we were in a magical world because, you know, still mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff feels like earth, you know, feels very mm -hmm. grounded. But the moment that we started pouring all the liquids into a tiny bottle and there seemed to be room to fit, I was like, I would have never thought of that because, you know, that it's a magical thing. You know, we don't really think that way in this game. That's right. We're, keep, we're, we're trying to pretend it's actually humans transported into like a magical land and having to think that way. Yeah. Um, I uh, I will say that some of the things that stump me as a puzzle solver is, um, I'm gonna be probably not even using the term correctly, but what is a red herring? Is it means something that stands out, but it's not the real thing or something? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, something like that. Yeah, and you know, it's an old term, whatever, I'm old. But, um, the the fact that we were we were seeing things that did not matter like we were like but the colors correspond kind of our colors and we were getting thrown off by that but i think that was part of it like you notice the colors that were in the vial we, at one point all of us were like well these colors are sort of our colors maybe that's maybe you're you're supposed to drink blue and you're supposed to drink yellow and you're supposed to drink like we even thought about that but then we started drinking them. Well, when Silas started drinking them, he started like getting poisoned to death. So we thought maybe that's not it. <laughs> that's that was not Robin, it. that was Robin's fault. <laughs> I should take responsibility for that. 
<laughs> Sometimes that is the answer you drink this strange mystery liquids for what it is worth. Gentle chat. On the air tag cannot endorse drinking the strange mystery liquids. Not <laughs> <laughs> unless you're in the what it, we're in the purgatory version of the <laughs> <laughs> then maybe if you are in purgatory all bets are off gentle twitch chat but also uh please do uh tweet at us get at us on social media what's it like in purgatory and do the strange liquids taste like black licorice and make you feel weird emotions just <laughs> just for a point of clarity but honestly if you're sort of Forgetting the magic of the world, that seems in character. Your mm. characters are from here. It might right. not always, even now, be the closest thing at hand, but you have also been developing a little bit, growing more into those powers from when you were first in the mines and saw the visions of yourselves. You're you're getting you're getting a little closer into achieving or embodying uh, those visions. Where do you think your respective characters are on their journeys? Not like, you know, the journey on the train, but like as people and moving toward that, like, you know, crackle, crackle fingers and storm goddess respective. Uh, wanna wanna lead us off, crackle, crackle? Crackle. Oh, crackle, crack. I was like, who's yeah. the crackle? Who's like, I get it, I get it. Okay, go ahead, Alicia. <laughs> we're like, they were like, that's a loaded question, Sam. <laughs> but I will say, um, for Verizon, I think this is probably, this is something actually we, I think I talked about with Lauren. Oh my God, magically she disappeared. <laughs> I see her magically gone. I feel like I'm talking. Okay, anyway, um, should I wait for her to come back? Or should I just keep talking? I can tell you what I did for day. Did today have for lunch? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think I, you know, this is what I want to know. I want to know what what chat would have done with the liquid. Because oftentimes I'm streaming, I can't look. I can't look at the chat as it's going because I'm highly ADHD and I will be looking at chat and forget the game is going on. Um, but I, 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 during that whole play, I really badly wanted to look at... Well chat but we <laughs> also we also have a really wonderful chat who yeah. weren't weren't saying anything because they didn't want to influence us if we were looking oh. at chat so we have a really good chat that's really good about that but they yeah. were throwing out a couple like funny things that were like obviously not to be taken seriously um, but yeah it's, it's like, yes yeah, I, I wanted to look some at it i was like yeah. they know what's going on because <laughs> we don't <laughs> Wait, you oh, mean God. I wasn't supposed to just take all of the liquids and put them into a birthday cake? I I didn't realize those those hints were not meant to be taken seriously. But that's a, such a blessed community reaction. Yeah, we did honestly we to try to protect y'all from mm -hmm. from puzzle spoilers. Yeah, we love that. Aww. We love our chat. We do They're like the best, and they they find us on all the, on all the the platforms, and we get to like talk and uh, find out what they thought or what they're thinking about the characters, and it's always really interesting to see that there are people other than us that are invested in what they're doing. So it's really, mm -hmm. you know, imposter syndrome and all that stuff. <laughs> it's fairly easy to get invested mm -hmm. in stories that are entertaining. I'm just saying. Um, but to that end. 
as you said, across multiple mm -hmm. platforms, we have engagement and we mm -hmm. do have some questions from Fallen Angel up on Twitter. Uh, one of which with respect to our expository revelation since the last time I saw y'all to wit. Last time I saw you, we didn't know what the Airte was, and now oh. we do, and and goof on it endlessly. I appreciate y'all, by the way. But did it match your theories of what you had before the big lore drops of, of the past half dozen episodes? Did you have theories about what Airte might be? Mm. Robin and Hope definitely thought that we were in some sort of in-between world that was definitely like a it all came down to when she saw the train um a conductor uh like his body like him leave his body that solidified in her that this is some sort of between life and death is kind mm -hmm. of what she was thinking so a, a literally a purgatory but not necessarily a purgatory uh like a world where rules can be broken and that's kind of where the magic was coming from. So that was kind of what she thought. And she definitely didn't think that there were other worlds. Like that was completely like, would never have thought that. She kind of thought this was it. This is this is all that you're going to get before you cross over into death or whatever. That was kind of her, her thinking of it. What? You thought we were all dying? Oh yes. my God. Oh God. I mean, at the beginning on the train, there is a sort of like ghosty vibe interacting with the crew. I get it. That's Although, true. bit of a bummer, your options. Earth as we know it, purgatory, and death. We're in between. Um, okay, as far as Perusa goes, she, part of her journey in this is she's different than me in that I'm, my natural personality is definitely closer to Neb's. Like just like, okay, let me just do this. We lick a doorknob, uh, let me do this. It's definitely more me. <laughs> Faruza is like my younger sister. She's more pragmatic, you know, the law school thing. She's more, you're an idiot. That's my sister. <laughs> so her journey in this is she didn't, she was in denial for a lot of it, even when they're being attacked by ice pick monsters and falling down caves and having parties with rats and centipedes, there was still a part of her that was like, maybe this is part of like the trip. Maybe it's like one of those, you know, you can buy experiences for birthday. Like you can buy like experiences now they're expensive, but you can buy like, um, I don't know, your friend's 50th birthday's coming up and you can buy it where like they get like kidnapped fake and like thrown in the back of a truck. And then they brought somewhere and it's all part of the game. Like she was thinking maybe this was, maybe this is someone's idea of like something I would want, you know? Is that what um, they spend experience points on? I was wondering. Experience, I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Why would they, what is this about? But, and so because of that, whereas you have someone, you know, like Ned, who was like, you know, party on, you know, she was ready to go no matter what was happening. Fruza was very much still, this has to end at some point and I have to go back to the life that I've cultivated for myself. This is, this is, this. The moment for her where things started to like 
look a little different. I'm not saying she completely flip-flop because no human really does that. There's always that sort of this, this, this till they go somewhere. Was when they were in the, the, um, the bottom of the, the cave and when their initials lit up and they, all this like change going on, there's a there's there's a little part of her that made her think, well, maybe 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 this is where where I'm supposed to be. But why? But why? But why? I'm not gonna think that way. But it 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 was a turning point for her. Definitely a turning point. So and then all of the changes moving forward, she's she's grown into them. She's starting to like the fact that she was never the strong girl. She was never the superhero. Oh no. Um, yeah, so yeah, she's she's starting to like. I mean, she doesn't like what's going on as far as like life or death. Like we're we're getting attacked by things, but she never really had like a a group of friends like that. She was a loner. She was bookish, and um, she's liking her her little crew and her little family. And I don't want to give too much away because a lot will come out as time goes on that I've planned and stuff. But yeah, she she loves like her her little family. And that's that's why you notice she has not mentioned anything about like, well, when are we getting out of here? When are we gonna go back home? She's sort of just going with it right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh how about Robin embracing <laughs> it a little bit more now? Embracing the group as as a family where is she with that i i get the impression a bit of a, a bit of a social bird but not necessarily <laughs> the same like you know 50 years the same social circle kind of person with the the all of the experience you want to talk about experiences uh robin robin has obviously just taken to this world like a fish to water. She's absolutely <laughs> all in. She's loving this adventure, whether it be scary or not. Uh, she has taken to this group absolutely like a family within the within the, uh, the first few days of being together. Uh, something new happened in Robin. Robin has always been kind of, I wouldn't say a loner. She has, you know, she's always been able to make friends and stuff, but she never had anyone really close to her except for Harold. Um, so she's never had kids, you know, all this, all these things that, you know, she's kind of lost down as far as relationships go. Uh, so there's something coming out of her um, that has kind of grown and she, she wants to protect these people like a family. She, wants to become the protector of the group and she she that's going to be kind of how i might curate my character a little bit as we go on to more protective means of doing things um and and there's changes happening to robin as there are to all of us uh but unlike feruza robin may or may not like what's happening <laughs> so we'll have to see how that develops Ooh, oh, there might be something there. I come to think of it. Um, so Feruza was work focused and career focused and being Miss Lawyer courtroom focused. So she didn't really focus on relationships other than her bird who barked like a dog back in New York City. And Robin, you know, she had Harold, but she was sort of like a, a globe trotter. But she didn't really like pull together like one other person other than Harold. We know Maeve was a loner, except for her best friend, her one best friend who was always saying, you need you need to do better, you could be better. And he was just like, eh, <laughs> Silas, because of his criminal past is a felon, isn't he? I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of a loner. Uh, 
I'm going to throw some Nev. She has her family. But I don't know if, like, outside of, like, her grandfather, if she really had, like, a crew of friends. So they're all kind of, like, from the land of misfits, <laughs> sort of, kind of. But, you know, I wonder... Yeah, I mean, I suppose if 47 episodes in, we haven't heard any allusions to Neb's social circle, I think we can draw some of our own conclusions yeah. about the presence or absence thereof. Though, she did, for a short, beautiful, blessed time, have mm -hmm. Wolf Pup. And we love mm -hmm. Wolf Pup, and we <laughs> treasure Wolf Pup. And while Im Neb had emotional support wolf pup uh i i want to ask both of you what would your character's emotional support animal be and uh, alicia why is it a moose <laughs> <laughs> sorry for screaming my mic is like your mic seems a little noisy you might know it's actually me it's not my mic. <laughs> I, it was um I, now the first thing you think is it would be frederick her bird you know, by the way, I don't know if I told you guys this, Frederick is based on a real bird, right? That used to Aww. bark like a dog. Yeah, Wait, it was this what? woman who... <laughs> I, went, I stayed in a bed and breakfast once years ago in Cooperstown, Massachusetts. And the, bed and, the woman who owned the bed and breakfast had a... She said, I have a very loud umbrella cockatoo. Which one, you know, I was like, yeah, whatever. Later on in the day, her bird flew outside. And I started hearing this dog barking like crazy. And so I warned her saying... You need to get the bird back inside. There's a dog out there barking at it. It's going to get the bird. You need to get. She goes, that's actually the bird. There used to be a dog next door. It learned how to bark like the dog. Oh, my gosh. So then she says it was Frederick. So that's where Frederick comes in. I loved him. I thought it was funny. Um, so I, I would say Frederick. <laughs> but it's the moose only because it's the first thing that she connected to. The, the Like the first three, four episodes. That weird moose appeared when she was feeling like everything was going topsy-turvy and it made her feel comfortable. So that's why in her, she's hoping she runs into it again somewhere. But she's also closer hoping to the okay. biome now. There's ice and all that again. And I guess the two of you have, well, knowing moose, you have rage in common. So there's that. <laughs> A raging moose. <laughs> Well, we just entered. We just entered the forest again. I mean, moose forest, snowy forest. Uh, yeah, very likely. Yeah, um, robins, of course, would definitely be a hummingbird. You know, one that just is always perched on her hat or buzzing around her hat. Um, definitely, that's what what it would be. I love a little hummingbird fascinator. <laughs> yeah. That's it's actually good. interesting. Um, the just, hopefully we'll you know show in later <sighs> things, but uh, Robin put on her a shawl that was made by her aunt Rosie, um, and that shawl is different, you know, different uh, mixings of greens and stuff like that. And but it has a little brooch thing that keeps it tied together, and that's like a little golden hummingbird uh, pin that keeps it together. So something that might reflect in or later on or something. Do you have hummingbird earrings in? I do! Ah, that's so epic. <laughs> All right, follow-up question, Hope. Why are you perfect? <laughs> I know, exactly. How you, show us oh. you have no idea. Ever since I created Robin, every time I go to the store, I'm like, oh, hummingbirds, oh, hummingbirds. Okay, that's so <laughs> cute. <laughs> People like, and then she starts talking like Robin. Everyone's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> I do I love the amazing. nation. <laughs> 
Oh, I was gonna say I was amazed that that um, Hope can sing like Robin, like she can take Robin's like, dialect voice, whatever, and actually sing like it. Wow, <laughs> that was uh, quite the challenge, but uh, I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. Well, <laughs> to that end, uh, we did have a question from Shalrath about uh, the opening song from Robin and the little song uh, to calm her nerves. Can you tell us a little bit about that? And also, do you sing to yourself when you're nervous? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love to sing. It always makes me feel better. Um, yeah, I I just, you know, with Adam doing all of his like recaps and stuff and, and making these really cool videos, um, I just felt really inspired to be like, what would, what would Robin sing about? What would what would she do? And it's funny. It's, it actually started as a recap. Like I was going to, Oh, Robin will do her own recap where she's singing to Harold about all the stuff that's been going on. Um, and then fallen angel, I was telling them about it and they were like, Oh, well, you know what? Adam does the recaps. You should do something, you know, a little different. You should, you should make the song about your past with Harold. And I was like, Psh, oh, that's so smart. I love that idea. So then it kind of turned into a, let me share a little bit of the backstory of, you know, Harold and Robin and, you know, and get to know him and then have like a picture of him at the end. And uh, it was just a love letter, you know, to, mm -hmm. to Harold and, uh, you know, being able to slip in that part about like new family and, you know, be able to show that like it, I don't know I had a really good time making it and um, I, I'm really appreciative of those who enjoyed it um, yeah it was really good everyone Ooh. loves Robin and, and her relationship with, with Harold because everybody you know inside like wants a love like that with a partner yeah. you know everyone's like God, that's why everyone gets so like oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really as I recall I have a, a in my notes that Deborah would like to um, marry Robin, um, have her baby. Uh, <laughs> Okay, that is uh, have twin babies. There was it was a whole it's a whole thing in itself because uh and uh twin headstones at the cemetery, the whole thing because Robin oh. is simply the most lovable uh in the whole wide world. And uh how how dare you just absolutely make the most beloved character and then constantly threaten us with her mortal peril by the way <laughs> just like i will create the absolutely most delightful most lovable creature with an absolutely iconic romance and then i will constantly throw away lines about well i'm old i guess if i have to go it's better that i be the one so a question for you hope how dare you <laughs> how dare you <laughs> You know, you how dare you? <laughs> Got to bring in the humanity to these characters. You know, just yeah, it's what you that's do. Right. It's like it's the the. No, I don't want to say the cracks or flaws, but just yeah. sort of like the, the the texture. You know, that's what really gets interesting because they they have a good time. I mean, they're definitely more scared than we are as players. Like we're like we're nervous, but they're like they're terrified. You know, we're sort of like let's just get through this and not like <laughs> play ourselves. Um, but I, I love, I love the fact that every now and again, you get glimpses into like the, who they are. That's like the fun of all of this stuff, you know? Yeah, it's, it's true. Though, mm -hmm. since we're sort of on a bit of a run, uh, Imaginal Disc had a question as well. Hope, how did 
Uh, did you choose an older character to round out sort of the range of life experience? I know we've talked about this here and there. Was it a party composition thing in addition to uh, some of the reasons that you've described for us uh, as an individual player? Yeah, I know we talked about this in my solo session, but um, Robin just came to me, you know, like I, I had said before, I had an entirely different character made and ready to go. I had already sent off the art, like all of the stuff, like the artists, I believe, had started drawing. And I didn't know just, that. Yeah. I had Can you tell us about it after? <laughs> I hear about this. She was a, a very young, spunky teenager. You know, she was like the exact opposite of Robin. And then and then a lot a couple of things happened. And I was like watching this video and all this stuff happened. And I was just, wait, hold the press. Oh, gosh, Adam, <laughs> stop the artist. I have inspiration. And I just completely made her within 24 hours. She was completely built. And my other character took months and months of me trying to, like, figure out how to make her special and cool and all this stuff. And then Robin just kind of happened. And, and there was... I just fell in love with her so much. Uh, so really had nothing to do with the composition of the group. I remember talking to Deb and being like, is it okay that I play an old character? You know, like I wasn't sure that it would be, I mean, Deb's, she's awesome with everything, but that was before I really knew her. And I was like, this is kind of taking a chance on a, a little bit of playing an older character. So um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know what to say. She just kind of, she just kind of happened. I didn't really think anything else of it except for, oh, here she is. I guess this is who I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's so perfect. Oh, like man. everything about her for like the, I love, I mean, the fact that she has all this life experience, it's like perfect, like for the group, like the group <laughs> needed someone. It's like, and you know what? The universe just said, if the inspiration, it said, this is who you are, sweetie. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that that's really uh, another um, like Deb is just again so amazing to actually let the fact that I have this backstory about a character who's done a lot of things like you know some some GMs might be like yeah but you don't have skills in in survival so you might you know your character probably wouldn't know all of this and stuff like that to be more mechanical about it um to just kind of be like oh you're you're ruining my game because now you guys know everything and, and everything's easy for you. But no, Deb's just like, no, I, I love that. You know, and she even calls. She's like, she's like, she messaged me and she's like, does Robin know scuba? She's like, I was like, yeah. She's like, okay, good. <laughs> she's like, I thought so, but she's like, and you know about handy. scuba and, and Robin, I mean, Hope, you know about scuba yourself, right? No, I, no, I, I thought you nothing. did. I know about climbing and rappelling and caving, but when it came to scuba, I was like, Google, what is scuba? <laughs> it was a high pressure Played situation, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Played it off. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. Oh, she's just. For someone so lovely to come so full form to you as a character concept, mm -hmm. it kind of feels like Robin came to you being like, hey, Robin. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, so it's like, you're going to need me. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Thank and it's you, so nice to see a, a broader range of character age ranges and mm -hmm. with more experiences that come with it. I feel like there's literally just adventuring age as yeah. being this one yeah. narrow yeah. range. And so we get to see yeah. more life experiences reflected in our Chaturpaga stories because we have mm -hmm. a character like Robin and it can be more yeah. reflective of our world while simultaneously not being our world at all. 
<laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It isn't like when, like when we 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 talked about this before, but like when you're putting together like a an adventuring party, everyone like has their in their head idea of what they would like to play, you know. So when when you bring it together, you're 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 hoping you're hoping it it comes together and it gels well. Yeah. So the fact that it did so well was just I mean oh my god <laughs> everything <laughs> everything. And like Silas being the only like you know uh, identified male character jumping into like this pool of like it's like he's doing very well. <laughs> Gosh, he's he's doing well and he's he's trying and and we appreciate him for doing so. But lest uh, we neglect for his least yes. I do have questions for you. One of which from Fallen Angel that emotionally and mentally. Perza has gone through a lot in the last three stops on this train with the ice shard in her eye, the mental and emotional connection with the first one, and having a strange dream with the eyes watching the group. Mm -hmm. Fallen Angel wants to know your thoughts and feelings, and I want to know what it's like being the number one favorite for everything nasty that requires a wisdom saving throw. It's like (laughs) the gaming equivalent of when, like, those people like mosquitoes really like you. Perza is But for failed wisdom saves. How has it been for Feruza? How has it been for you? I say is like, yeah, my dice just really hates me sometimes. And it's just like, no, guess what? So I like, I mean, like, like the other players will like quietly roll a dice to see if our character says it or does it. Like it only if I'm on the fence of something, like something that is just completely like antithetical to what Feruza would do. I'm like, what would she do? And then I like roll a d20. I'm like, it's under 10 or over 10. You know what I mean? And I'm like, okay, yeah, she follows him down. And then it's up to Deb to decide like where, like choose your own adventure, where it goes from there. Um, For me, it's difficult because I'm like, oh no, what am I going to do now? What is she going to do? What's going to happen? Or I have to figure myself, figure out my way out of this. And every now and again, I'll have like an epiphany and that's when I'm happy. Like, I'm like, okay. Like one of my epiphanies is when she was in the dark water underneath and she didn't really know which way was up or down. And I remembered reading something where when you're deep underwater, bubbles do go up, but they're just small. So they, they you can feel them though. So I was like, maybe there's a way she can like blow air and like she can tell that the bubbles are going upward. And that's how she knows this way is up, sort of. You know what I mean? Genius. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, <gasps> So every now and again, I'll get like a gift from the universe in my head. But then other times, I mean, because Deb, she she knows that all of us are down for whatever. So she will literally throw it at us like a bowling ball. And you like she'll be like, yeah, your your character has glass in her eyes, so you're gonna have to figure out how she, how she does it. So I was like, the way that I want to do it is I want to play it creepy because I like creepy things. So I was like, let me get let me get my favorite like dark and scary sort of um uh like sayings just for my favorite pop culture things and pepper them in the game and see what the other players do. So it's like a game within the game sort of, you know, and I got full, um, you know, Deb was like, just whatever you want, just, uh, you know, just let me know like where, where you're going with it. So I told her, I said, I think, I think I know what I want to do with it. So, but she's the one who set up like the cemetery and I'll be in, I think I brought this up in a chat with um, when, Robin took the snapshot of the poppies in her hand and they were just sticks. That was genius to me. 
Like when I was like, cause I, I felt, actually felt bad for a minute. Cause I was like, Robin. And you were like, and Robin takes out her camera. Cause I, I, I thought I was like, here I am throwing like a bowling ball at Robin. Or, what, what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> but you pulled out your camera in perfectly. That was all like not planned out. It just came out that way. And I thought that was, that was, it was fun for me. And for us, this is, it's, it's supposed to be fun, you know? So <laughs> play, play the game how you want to play it, you know? <laughs> Okay, I gotta ask though, rolling a die and to see whether you do the bad idea, have you ever gotten a good roll and been disappointed? Like, oh, I'm going to be responsible and do the non-impulsive thing. And have you ever ignored the good roll? You don't have to, you don't have to tell us for real. I can do but that. Just kidding. <laughs> I can ignore the good roll. But... <laughs> no, I actually, um, I, I'm, I'm one of those people that will just play the dice so if it's bad it's just bad and I, I feel like some of the best stories do come from just letting the dice tell the story um I I will say that Furs it's funny because in the real world Furs is completely straight and narrow so for her to be tripping up in this world is actually kind of perfect it makes sense she does it and she's lost her footing in this world when she had she had perfect footing in like the air you know on earth the fairy tale land that is the air tank. But in this world, the way she thinks isn't going to work as well. You have to think sort of beyond and outward and that's what she's doing now. So the fact that she loses her footing the most makes the most sense. <laughs> that's fair. Although again, those those uh, water colors were the most like an LSAT puzzle of any, any puzzle we've had yet. So maybe not wholly <laughs> neglecting, but certainly Perhaps the biggest contrast between one's Airte self and uh, one's purgatory. Yeah, one's here mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. That's true. We do. I think like there, because we're all such thinky thinkers, there can be things that, and we know we do this too, we'll just be overthinking to death. We're like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe this is this. But they, sometimes it's literally right in front of our face, but because we're, we're trying to think outside. We're totally screwing it up. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it so good as an mm -hmm. audience, though. It's me, I'm the audience. Um, but I did notice that mm -hmm. despite Feruza on paper, on character sheet paper, I suppose, being built to fight in your solo encounter when the whole mm -hmm. party was split, you opted mm -hmm. for a little light intimidation. So can you? talk a little about the thought process of making that choice in the moment and playing into a social role at such a critical moment without your party when that's, I mean, not necessarily what you were built for and you didn't know rage would get you advantage. It was a choice that you made in the moment. And please, can you tell us what it felt like then and how you got there? Oh, you mean, you mean, you mean with, with the Yeti that was in her, yes. in her tube. Okay. So Fruza is a, courtroom like lawyer she does cross-examinations and that's what she does so i think when she saw the yeti she wanted to try out her new ability of just being an imposing presence because she has the ability to look very very big and imposing without saying anything more so she wanted to sort of what she's doing now is she's tr trying different diff different flexes and this, this was just, I mean, she's, most of her is, you know, Hulk smash. 
<laughs> That's what she likes. She's like, I'm getting big. Guess what? It's your turn. <laughs> but she's like, oh, I have this sort of thing where I can just be like this big presence. I'm going to see if I can do it. And that's all. That's all that was. It was literally just, I'm trying a, a new flavor that I have. But for the most part, let me tell you something. Now that the axe is a storm axe, it, it, it's coming down like a hatchet. <laughs> Which I'm excited exactly. about. I'm really excited about the axe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Do you are do you normally enjoy the fun toys in in gaming? Are you a big items person? I do. Like this, I like flavor. I love and Hope knows this because we play together in other games, like even at home and stuff. I love, I, I love, I like melee characters because it's, it's something satisfying about it. Satisfying, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's hitting, hit you know, <laughs> hits. A lot of people could out there watching agree with me. Yeah, I agree with you. You're all crazy like me. And I know this. Um, <laughs> But the, the the best part about it is like figuring out what makes that hit different than other, like, oh, this time it's a door, you know? Yeah. <laughs> That's what makes it interesting. So just the, it's just a change up every now and again. We had a yeah, lovely question from Fallen Angel uh, to that effect, uh, that as Feruza and Robin's powers have grown, what have been some of your favorite abilities to flavor? I know that I have previously and continue uh, to lavish love on Robin's hearing aid as, ah. as a flavor mechanism. Oh. Uh, but what are y'all's faves of the various abilities and you're getting more and more opportunities to flavor stuff? Um. Yeah, I I think it's so much fun because like I find myself only taking spells if I can if I can justify them with a job that I've done in the past, you know, that Robinson in the past. So it's been very interesting picking picking spells for that. But I think my favorite one, besides the hearing aid, I really like that because I actually had not planned for that and it just kind of happened. I was very excited uh, when I thought of that. Uh, but my favorite one so far, I think it's been the vortex warp uh, and like using my uh using robin's time as like a magician's assistant and like <laughs> throwing the cloth on the person and be like ta-da they're gone <laughs> <laughs> i had a lot of fun with that one so. oh, um let's see well previous to this you know for just she's mostly noticed there's her strength and her size is changing so but the way that i decided to build it was to just just for, add some more flavor so she does have a couple abilities that are spell leaning and i'm liking of course because i'm really into superheroes i love lightning lore <laughs> because the way i'm using it is like she was able to do this like with her hand in this you know, if you can imagine you're a person and you're kind of like, she can't rage when she's spell casting. So that's the only thing about if you build a character of this type, you can uh, be like, you can't rage at the same time. But anyway, you throw your hand out and all of a sudden this lightning streak furls from it and it just snaps around the thing's leg. That just made, that's, it's satisfying like in a rodeo sort of kind of way. <laughs> So that, um, it, it's been, yeah, it's been, I mean, there's a, there, the other one, she has not had a chance to use yet, but they're only for certain circumstances because if you're casting a spell, you can't do the thing that makes her the thing, you know? Yeah. No ragey yeah. with no spells. <laughs> it's nice to use the iconic abilities of one's class, but also it is very, very cool. And I can, again, confirm as audience, extremely cool to have lightning lurk, come here wonk 
<laughs> that that you want to talk about visceral satisfaction? What a combat! Definitely, definitely. <laughs> uh, do you, Robin? Uh, hope get uh, a an analogous visceral satisfaction from things like the vortex warp. I know there's a particular. Uh, melee brain of hit thing numbers go bird dopamine go ding 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 um, <laughs> that isn't always replicated with spells but have you found uh, anything analogous or any other particular pleasures of Robin's playstyle uh, as you've been discovering it um yeah I mean there's there's to to me, there's nothing more satisfying than being able to justify or bring out a past job, you know, a past, yeah. you know, experience even just and being able to tie it into something like a spell. It's just the chef's kiss for me. I'm like, oh, oh, I get to do this and I get to, I get to do this. <laughs> take a little cocktail. I'm just like, ah. <laughs> uh, so definitely that's like that's like the creme de la creme. I just love being able to use a spell, especially for the first time and be like, oh, well, I remember back in my day when I did this, <laughs> there's suddenly lightning or something. I'm like, oh, mm -hmm. so that that's really cool of me. You mean there wasn't suddenly lightning when you were doing it as a job? <laughs> Gosh. I wouldn't put a past Robin, honestly. Yeah, right. Robin can do anything. <laughs> Seriously, she's like, you know, back in my day when I was a uh, circus uh, matador or something, she just throw it out there. But it, but it, it fits. You know what I mean? It just like it fits the thing, whatever it is. So that's a, it's it's definitely a part of the game that this particular campaign that we all really like enjoy. You know, to see what else she's done because the rest of us haven't done anything. I mean, you know, in comparison, we're sort of like whoa. And Robin's like a tank and she's like eight years old and she's like, you know. Yeah, that's true. How interesting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. How will... many secrets do you all keep from each other? Just just from that, I I wonder. Cause like obviously you each have something that you're kind of keeping in the hopper to deploy at later <laughs> times, despite my best attempts, gentle audience, <laughs> to try to extract yeah. all spoiler detail. <laughs> it's my job. What do you want from me? I got I gotta I gotta try. But how much of it do y'all deploy to each other like I want to do this thing so that you can get into position to support each other? And how much is that anticipation and delight of surprising your fellow players as well? How many secrets do you keep from each other? I think when it comes to like backstory and stuff, there's a lot that we don't tell each other um, just for that, like that factor of like, oh, Silas is a, uh, a criminal like what we didn't know that we were all like what and and we when Ruza like, <laughs> talked about how she got her hair i was just like what <laughs> you know it's just like all these things that we don't know about but we we do talk about our 
you know, where, where we are going with our characters and how we can support each other in that growth of like, oh, well, this physical change is going to be, you know, happening. You, you may notice it or your character may notice it, uh, you know, at some point in this time. Uh, and they'll be like, okay, I got you, boo, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, um, so I would, I would say that's kind of where we're at, right, Alicia? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, like in general, when you're playing a game like this with people and, and everyone has like their, their character and you want to make sure that when you're playing the game that you give everyone their opportunity to, to do the thing that, that they want to do. So we will check in with each other. Just make sure, is there something that, that you think that, that you, that a moment that you need that you want us to like step back for, um, without, without telling us exactly what it is, ah, we do that all the time. Um, we will do that. And that's just because when you're in a campaign, you, you have to, you're working with people, you know, you want to make sure that everyone feels like they're getting to, um, like showcase their character, but also, um, have a resolution of, of a thing, whatever that is. And I know I sound really cryptic, but it means, it basically just means you're, you're looking out for your, your, your fellow teammate and making sure they have as good an experience playing as you do, because it's not just about you. It's about everyone who's sitting at the table. So we do, we, we do check, we do like definitely check in with each other. And, and this game is so different from other games that I've, you know, been at a table for, like with the fact that, you know, we have been keeping secrets from the audience, you know, like, mm -hmm. You know, in, in a in a fun way that it's been one of my favorite parts of just like not maybe not in a secretive way, but like, hey, Robin doesn't know what class she is. The stuff is just happening. So it, uh, not not unveiling these sort of things. And like, you know, there might be some physical changes going on that, you know, we're hinting at and growth. And it's kind of fun to see the audience like um, kind of guess at what's going on or speculate. And, and it's really fun to see them being able to engage that way. Um, and, and I, I, I know we're getting to the point where almost all the secrets have been unveiled as far as that sort of thing, class and race and uh, our species mm -hmm. and whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it has been really fun for me, at least, to kind of give audience little little bits of information that they can play with, you know. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see what, what happens as we get towards the rest of it. Yeah, we were like, like, like Hope said, like we never, none of us ever played in a campaign like this. This was entirely Deb's thinking and wanting to do it. And, you know, in the beginning we were, it, I mean, it could have gone either way because people, when they tune into D&D streams, you, you know, sometimes they really just want to know what, what they're looking at, you know, what, yeah. what we play, what's going on. And we weren't sure how it would play with the audience, but the audience like liked it because there was enough of the flavoring that made them go, I know what she is. So it became a puzzle for them mm -hmm. to try to crack. Like the one thing that like, cause there's different layers to it. There's layers of what Deb knows that we don't know. There's stuff that we know that the audience is <laughs> stuff that nobody knows but only Deb. So it's, yeah. <laughs> I know there were some people whose classes I could catch very easily, very quickly. Some, uh, it took me a little longer and some I just absolutely got flat out wrong until you were <laughs> like, like maybe a, a couple months ago, oh, I got wow. 
Rob, and I, I was completely on the wrong track for an embarrassingly long Yay! time, which is delightful. You were a huge success in that respect. I, I definitely called it wrong, um, Nebs, as well. Oh, uh, I went in really? wrong for for a hot minute until like before the mines. I got, I got there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, if not for certain uh, wild shapes, I would have <laughs> yes, gone, yes. I would have made a, a clerical error. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm really curious what what you what you thought Robin was. Maybe well, so once I figured out Neb, I made the same error down the line oh. in part as a function of Robin's personality. There are certain yeah. ways oh. that people are apt to play support classes that I think yes. one can see in the personality mm -hmm. of Robin. And like there are, especially at lower uh, degrees of power, mm -hmm. one could say, yeah. uh, it's, it's, classes are so much more alike and differentiate mm -hmm. more as power level grows. So it was, it was a long standing error, especially <laughs> since there aren't necessarily as many signature, oh, I know exactly what that is as yeah. a rage or an inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Robbins is, is a little easier to hide within yeah. the kind of veil uh, that mm. y'all used to play. So no, uh, no, it just purely, purely wildly exposing myself on twitch.tv but now didn't <laughs> didn't get it didn't even get close whiffed slipped on the banana peel no. fell on my face and had little hummingbirds uh oh. above my head i love it and you know i, I was trying to be really subtle about it because i thought that'd be fun um but mm. you know and, and even coming down to robin's spell book being a photo album you know it's like yes. making these little changes that might not flat out be like oh it's a spell book like no it's a photo album you know it's, it's that's so cute yeah <laughs> it's perfect yeah they're such lovely details mm -hmm. as you move forward and continue to grow into the uh the versions of yourselves the heroic ones the buff yes. ones the finger crappy yes. ones yes. all of that are there any that you're particularly looking forward to either as a character sheet like visceral satisfying whack them for many hit points sort of thing or as a flavoring oh i know exactly what i'm gonna do with this sort of thing uh, okay so for, for me i will say that i mean we knew going in right away that, that i that people would know <laughs> what hers and what was like right away. So my, my idea with playing her is, is to play her an annoying version of that, like someone who's has to grow into it, which is like, no, you want that that class to roll in like a, re a wrecking ball. Ugh. But so I was like, so what I have to do is I have to back up and have someone who has to grow into it, which will be kind of interesting for me to play because anytime I've ever played this class, I mean, what it is, I've gone in like, right, like, you know, like Leroy Jenkins, that sort of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> as far as like, there actually is something I'm excited about with, the, but it requires levels, a couple of us for me to get there. But there's something in this class that I think is going to be so much fun, especially because I know what 
I think Neb is it. Neb is. So I'm excited. <laughs> I just don't want to like, um, I don't want to, you know, give too much away because part of the show is having you guys think as much as we have to think with what Deb is throwing at us. <laughs> so making you guys think too. But there is something I'm really excited about that I need. There's a little synergy that has to happen. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Oh. Energy, you say. <laughs> Ned is at home watching this like, huh? <laughs> I think uh, I think for Robin, it's actually kind of the opposite. Um, there's about to be some stuff going on down the line that Robin has to grow into. Uh, everyone is embracing their changes quite well. And as a part of Hope, seeing Robin change because Robin hope loves Robin the way she is. She's perfect. And I love her and I don't ever want her to change, but (laughs) characters change. And especially when they're thrown into a magical world where things happen and you develop and you get an arc. And um, there may be some things that Robin will have to deal with in change and and in changing. So uh, she may or may not like it. And that's going to be a very interesting arc, I think, for me to go through. Because me and Robin, we're going through it together. (laughs) And every single person in the party and every single person in the audience would kill and die for Miss Robin. Mm -hmm. So uh, I I think however difficult these upcoming changes are, and like, side note, fear. Uh, I can think of no one more supported by all of the people around her uh, Mm -hmm. to help hopefully weather some of those changes, uh, whether or not they are welcome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's no way, Liquid. It's Miss Robin. I don't care what you have to say. It's Miss Robin. (laughs) Right? Like, I mean, it's just, it's no. Like, I... I, 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 I did not know, I will say that I did not know that, that Robin was, I mean, it's basically what it means is she's looking around and seeing like Ned going whatever and, and Fruz and Silas made. And right now she's just feeling, she's feeling weird about her changes. Is that what you mean? Or that's what you're saying? Or she's like some changes are happening and she's not really liking it. Mm. Like. Yeah, the Certainly minor her things. posture has come her up posture, from time to time. Oh, that, that one. Is, mm-hmm. is, you know, she's she getting old. Who knows? We'll see mm-hmm. what's happening. But yeah. yeah. Well, we will have to see and see we will next week because <laughs> that'll do it for us tonight. Of course, <laughs> do not forget to tune in next Tuesday to watch our heroes camp on a glacier and definitely, hopefully, Maybe, probably, possibly not freeze to death. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us, uh, Hope and Alicia. It's been delightful thank to you. talk to you both real quick. Uh, tell us where the good people can find you, uh, starting with Alicia Marie. I don't know if I'm pointing the right way. Am I pointing the right way? Does it look like I'm pointing at Hope? <laughs> what are you pointing at? <laughs> I'm like doing this because I'm not seeing this, the screen. So I'm just doing this as if like, what is it like the Brady Bunch? I don't know where you are. She's there. Wait. 
Uh, oh, okay, you want me to go? I'll go. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, uh, once again, you can find me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. Um, and again, you can watch me be a dungeon master on the That's How We Roll channel on Wednesdays for Misfits of Alceta, which is a really, really fun show. I think. Uh, come join us. I'm so proud of you for doing that. By the way, that's not. It's. I mean, it's hard enough to DM, but to DM live. Yeah. You should be very proud of yourself and coming up with a story and leading people through it and having like 15 different. Anyway, I am Alicia Marine. You can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Potty. Like I said in previous episodes, this summer I am on the convention appearance crawl. So I'm all over everywhere to get back from Phoenix, Arizona. Next trip, I'll be in Washington for Washington Summer Con in Seattle. I'm so excited. End of June, I'll be there for the whole weekend with some really fun costumes. So that's what I'll be doing. But if you pay attention to my socials, see where I'm at. Maybe I'm in a city near you and you can come say hi to me and call me Theresa. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic. Thank you both so much. Remember, chat, do not drink the strange mystery liquids, but until such time as they are available to you, we're going to have to go off the air today. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Children of Erte. To learn more about Demiplane, visit demiplane.com and embark on your own adventure today.